Technical difficulties already on the Monday night show. This is great. This blog talk radio, you guys are on it, man. Um, wow. Yeah, sucks. Welcome to the Monday night show or the Redfish Chuck show. Uh, I am your host, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. We've got a packed house for you tonight as far as uh, topics to get to. Um, we have a guest that's going to be joining us tonight from Intoba Cameras. Super excited about that, or Intoba. Um, recently, I received a couple of their uh, HD cameras in the mail to do some testing on. And However, I did not have it rolling when I caught my personal best redfish <clears throat> Excuse me, on soft plastics because the mount that I had that I was hoping that it would work with, which I didn't test prior to going to the water, did not work for that particular thread, apparently. So I will uh, do a much better job next time of making sure that everything is prepared and put aesthetic, because I would have liked to have had that that footage. Uh, yeah, well... You know, that goes. But joining me, as always, is Mr. Alan Rowland. Yo, I made it. Mr. You Mom. did indeed. Tell me that you tell me you have a switchboard open. I do. Good. You're running the switchboard tonight. Oh, nice. Okay, very good. Because mine, mine for whatever reason, cuts in and out or has cut in and out three times now. So, <clears throat> and then of course. On the flip side of that, you can't hear his children screaming, which means they're probably in bed. Nope, never mind. There they are. Pepe Vidal. Uh, hey, what's up? I didn't know. I didn't know if I was on or not. I was trying to figure it out, but uh, I, heard, I I already heard somebody mute me, so I know I'm on. <laughs> you were you were muted. I un, I unmuted you. Yeah, I You're saw live. I said, okay, I'm there. <laughs> I'm going to screen a call on Yeah, screen a call. Well, gentlemen, we had a uh, very interesting weekend. We went out and did a little bit of fishing, helped out with uh, the Florida Pro uh, event. That was cool. Our good buddy, Mr. Chris Sensi of Slayer, uh, came down to, uh, to run that event, him and his his better half, Ms. Daylene, and uh, – have to check out the new base from Slayer Inc. Opinions, Peppy? What was that? What's your opinion on the new base from Slayer? Oh man, those things! I didn't. I personally didn't get to try them out. Um, uh, you know, we had somebody had technical difficulties out there as far as getting the new baits out there while we were fishing. But we'll leave that. You know, we'll we won't talk about that. Um, 
I I did see them in action though. That's for sure. I saw when you when you had that one bait and you tossed it over right in front of me, and I saw that thing swimming. That thing is wicked. Let me tell you, that thing is that I, I'm I'm dying to try that bait out to try it out. I know Wade caught a fish on it. So, yes, um, he did. It it works. It catches fish. You saw that. <laughs> Let me tell you, I I've thrown a lot of a lot of jerk baits in my time and uh I've never seen a jerk bait swimming. Is that is that you, Alan? There was, I'm sorry. I my it's chaos here right now. I'm good. No worries. Um None. I've never seen a s sw- I've never seen a jerk bait swim. Actually like paddle, like it kicks, like it makes it I mean when you really rip it, man, that tail flutters. It looked really good, so those will be out in probably a couple of weeks. Um, I'll be I'll be doing a review on those as well for the Fisherman's Journal and also for BD Outdoors. To look for that once I get some time with them, once I get mine from Alan since he's bogarting mine and he did so the day of the little fisherama, keeping them all to himself in his truck, not letting anybody else play. But uh, listen, we can talk about all this kind of stuff here in just a few minutes. Real quick, why don't we get and just jump right into our guest tonight? He's been sitting on hold for a, a few minutes here, and uh, again, again, as I said, we, we're, we're honored tonight to have somebody on the uh, on the show from Intova Cameras in, or Intova. Intova is also a company that uh, kind of cut their teeth in the diving industry with underwater lighting and all kinds of fun stuff. We'll uh, we'll let Phil tell us all about that here in just a second. Um, if you're familiar with the GoPro cameras, these are going to be uh, something that will be similar to that style of a camera, small, uh, personal HD style camera. The, the main differences that you'll notice is this, the one that I've got here, which is the HD2, um, has an, a built-in LCD screen, has five buttons across the back of the case, two buttons on the top of the case to make scrolling through your options very easy. Uh, 1080p, um, it has a little bit of a fisheye to it, slight maybe, but it's 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 nothing like the GoPro as far as that's concerned, it, which I like, by the way, that it doesn't have as much of a fisheye look to it. It makes things look like they're five miles away. Um, they float, so that's a plus, nice. right, for guys that fall out of their kayaks like, like our buddy uh, – <laughs> Randy English did today. Which, Randy, hey man, that was on a camera. Stud. On camera, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he posted it like a man. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> case is nice. Case is well built. The camera is part of the case. But you know what? Why not? Why not just let Phil tell us all about it? Let's bring on Phil. Phil, welcome to uh, Kayak Fishing Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you for me very much. Yeah, so uh, you kind of already stole my thunder. You've already hit on some of the major features there. <laughs> well, feel free, man. First of all, listen, let, why don't you uh, give everybody kind of a, a heads up on what Intova is all about, kind of where they came from, and uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Well, we've been around since the early 90s. We're based out in the lovely Honolulu. Uh, we're up on the 18th floor um, overlooking Waikiki and Diamond Head. Um I have to tell you though, I I, I reside in uh, Southern California, just north of San Diego, so I don't I don't get to enjoy that view myself. 
Because so, yeah, we've been around since the early 90s, so we were probably uh, we got our start and we're best known uh, back then for the SnapSight film cameras, which are uh, reusable waterproof film cameras. Um, uh, don't laugh, but we still sell literally tens of thousands of those a month. You'll see them on cruise ships and. Uh, there, there's chains, the, the likes of uh, you know, like CBS and Walgreens that still carry those, especially down in the, the Florida area. Um, but uh, from there, we got from uh, film, we went to digital. Uh, we were one of the first makers of a waterproof digital camera, and we've probably now had about nine or ten different uh, models over the last five, six years, and uh, and finally progressed to the Sport HD2, which you, you've got there in your hands. And... Um, that is the the hot new thing, you know. The you know, we all know the, the POV point of view category has become real, real popular in the last uh, couple of years. Um, we looked at what what was out there and what was good and and what we could do, do to make it better. And then, of course, like everything we do, we we try to provide a better value. And I think we've succeeded nicely. I would say uh, so. Um, <clears throat> at first glance, when the, when the cameras got to the house. At first glance, thinking of the price point that these are going to be set at, which will be retail, uh, we talked about this before. The how do I word this properly? The suggested retail price, correct, would be what for the HD2? The Sport uh, 149. It, you'll find it just about everywhere. 150 dollars. Uh, some guys are selling a little bit more, and they might include it an accessory here or there, they bundle it up. But in general, the camera, you'll, you'll typically find it in that $150 range, ready ready to go. The only thing you'd need to add yourselves uh, would be the memory, the micro SD memory card. That's it. Yeah. Which somebody's, is not a problem. Somebody's asking. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say ahead. there's some questions coming through, Chuck, if you can't see them. Yeah. I, I got, go I got ahead, the Peppy. chat room up now finally, but go ahead. Go ahead, Peppy. Okay, cool. Now, I was going to tell you that there is some questions on the forum. Like somebody's asking if it if uh, if it comes with a remote app for iPhone. Okay, this particular model um, does not. We will be launching another model, uh, probably hit the market around October, November of this year, and it's called the uh, HD Extreme, um, and that will have uh, wireless and remote and and many many other features, um, not available today. Okay. So this is this would basically be like the uh, let's just and I hate to keep using the same brand but let's just say GoPro okay because I mean they, they're one of the oh, yeah. more popular Every, for, for for our industry everyone seems to to know most, the most about them <clears throat> they're more this this camera is in the same well actually it's cheaper than the lowest end of the GoPro family so this is kind of like the beginning steps of, okay, let's build it and they will come kind of thing? Yeah, um, th th there are features. You know, we come from the scuba industry, and um, we, we, we kind of looked at what, again, what they what GoPro was doing with theirs, and we found that uh, there, there are a lot of features that are probably not necessary for, for divers. Um, uh, the Like I say, the next model, the HD2 with HDE, will have uh, some of the features that the full you know, model GoPro has. Um what, what we did was we, we found the most important things that needed to be fixed, and that is ease of use. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, the GoPro only has two buttons to operate it. and uh, creates a lot of frustration with users setting it up and, and then just the use. 
Um, and the second most important thing really is battery time. If you add an LCD to the to our competitor's model, you know the, the viewfinder, uh, it cuts your battery time down to under an hour. I've been told closer to 40 minutes, which doesn't give you a lot of useful time. And then you have to start uh, replacing the batteries. They do have the option of adding, you know, you can, you can buy a slew of batteries, three, four, five batteries for your day of fishing, and then every roughly every hour you got to change the battery. With us, we're getting close to three hours out of our camera with the LCD in the in the sleeping position. Um, and you know, easily two hours with the LCD running. I don't know if you're going to need the LCD on while you're fishing during the day if you had it mounted. But uh, let's just say two to three hours, not a problem, and, and no need to have extra batteries. We don't even relate, replace our battery. So it just can be just recharged. I'll tell you yeah, another thing, uh, Phil. I don't, I don't... Go ahead, Chuck. No, go ahead, Alan. Sorry about... No, I was just, I was just going to say he was mentioning battery time with... Uh, certain other brands, which, you know, I, I do at this time have one of those other brands. But uh, another thing that kills the battery very, very quickly is when it's in Wi-Fi mode. And I know that's a uh, an issue that's been brought to their attention that I think they're trying to remedy. But I know I had mine out one day and had it in the Wi-Fi mode and uh, probably didn't even get 30, 40 minutes out of it. I was a little bit upset about that, but uh, just thought I'd throw that in the mix, too. So, Yeah, I, I'm... There's a lot of questions in the chat room filing in. I'll tell you something. How do, non, non-pro staff Murdoch asked, how do you recharge on the water? Well, you don't really recharge on the water, but then again, in I don't know, man. It, everybody has their own personal preferences of how they like the video and stuff. I personally don't leave my camera on for six hours and I'm out on the water because I don't feel like having to go back through six hours. <laughs> footage to try and get the 20 the 20 seconds or the minute and a half worth of good stuff so i mean i'll i will i will give you a testament to this for for your camera so far phil okay i i for i i learned when i got down in the water as you may have heard me say that uh for whatever reason the screw in that i had didn't match the screw in for the bottom of the camera which is not a big deal i can switch it out and i'm going to figure it out but anyhow so i didn't have a way to mount it um, because the the one mount that I, I got from you guys, I, did, I just couldn't find a place in the kayak where it would work. And then the other mount, I didn't have proper tools, so that was my fault. Anyhow, I left. I accidentally left the camera on. Just left it on, and it wasn't running, but it was on. I guess you call it the sleep mode or whatever. And uh, I picked. The, I reached for the camera when I hooked my big fish kind of grab it and I was going to try and video with it and I didn't realize how big the fish was and then when I realized how big the fish was I was like the hell with it because I don't need to lose a fish trying to get video but I realized after I caught the fish that the camera was still on now we had launched about what time Alan probably you'd say about what yeah, 7.45 8 o'clock 7.45 yeah 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 about that yeah I didn't catch my fish till probably 11 Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10.30 or 11 o'clock or something like that. And I still had plenty of battery. I mean, not it wasn't full by any stretch of imagination, but I still had enough battery to where if I wanted to film from that point, I could have. And the entire time, the LCD screen was on. So, yeah, I mean, that's I was kind of impressed. I was like, huh. Hey, it's no secret what we've done. Uh, you know, in order to have a removable battery, you, you you have to make it smaller, you know, otherwise the, the, the housing itself is going to end up, you know, quite quite large. 
So we just got a, a, a larger milliamp per hour battery than than the competition, and that allows us to to run longer. It just runs more efficiently. It doesn't run as hot as the uh, the competitors' models. So that's kind of how we get around that. Yeah. And as far as uh, recharging on the water, um, there are currently today some uh, uh, solar rechargers and that are are quite reasonably priced. We're working on one ourselves and. Uh, we will be seeing that in the near future, and that it'll actually be, you know, a USB connector, solar charger, and of course waterproof, so you could splash it and get it wet all day long, and it'll, it'll work. So, that there are there are ways around uh, charging on the water. Or as a good salesman, I just tell you to buy two of my cameras. Hey, that's 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 a good uh, that's a good point there, buddy. And uh, you know, I've, I reviewed some of the footage that I've, that I've taken so far, just playing around with it, and it looks pretty good. I'll be honest, it looked really good. And uh, my next endeavor is to jump in my neighbor's pool with some new baits that we got from our buddy Chris Sensi and uh, do some, uh, do a little bit of filming underwater in the pool just to see kind of like, I mean, obviously that's crystal clear environment, but just to see the quality of the underwater stuff. And I know I've seen it on your website, and if you guys go to uh, the Intova website, you can check out all of the customer uh, footage, so it's not like these guys have gone out and they've gotten you know tons of footage from all over the world and edited it down and and put it on the website. Literally, it's raw footage that's sent to them from their customers that's never been edited, so you can kind of get an idea of what what you're dealing with. And and again, for a hundred and forty nine dollar retail, we're not talking about a huge investment for you know a typical first time buyer of a camera. I mean. The first little HD camera I ever bought was was one of the original GoPros. I think I still paid two hundred and plus dollars for it. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten a few over the over the years since. But uh, for one hundred and forty nine bucks, man, this thing comes with a lot of a lot of really nice features. I mean, it was really really easy to use. I mean, I, I honestly think that anybody can pick this camera up and figure it out. I mean, if you can't read the word menu mode, okay, plus, I mean, up and down, then I don't know what, I don't know what else you need. But uh, it's, yeah, it's, a menu more, based, uh, it's based on, you know, a, a t- traditional digital camera menu. Um, so, yeah, it's very intuitive. Uh, any, anybody can use it. Um, whereas the others, you know, you might you might need to learn your codes. You you need to do a lot of homework before you head out on the water because you don't really want to be sitting there reading a manual while you're trying to figure out how to take a picture of your catch. One of the things that turns me on about your camera, I mean, I haven't seen it work yet um, or anything like that, but just just along the price point of it and the stuff that it does and everything like that, that's a great, I mean, that right there is a seller right there. I mean, I, when if I'm going to spend $400 on a camera, like one of those that's in the market right now, that thing better not die on me while I'm out there and it better <laughs> function the way it's supposed to because I know a lot of people having issues with with with, uh, with certain cameras out there right now, <laughs> and that's what keeps me away from spending four hundred dollars on getting one. <laughs> yeah, then there are some other features uh, that that our competitors don't have. Uh, one of them, uh, a lot of guys want still shots. You know, the video's a lot of fun, and it's probably uh, becoming more and more popular with YouTube and everything else, and the ability to share share video clips. But uh, there's still a lot of people want that the catch picture. You know, they want the the still image, and um, something we've added into our camera is the ability to take a still picture while you're videotaping without stopping. So normally you have to make a decision, am I going to run a video now or am I going to shoot a, a still picture? 
and you have to flip the mode, one or the other, which on our camera is very simple to do, but you have to stop one to do the other. So we've, we're doing what they call picture and video now. So while you're in the video mode, all you hit is the OK button, frame up your picture, hit the OK button, and it, it does a still capture and allows you to keep right on videotaping. That's great. That's a great feature. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Some of the other, ahead, other things, you know. Oh, go ahead, Alan. Oh, that wasn't me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my bad. Okay. Told you, man, it can get a little confusing, bro, because we, we're not sitting <laughs> around a, uh, a studio, so it's it's sometimes we talk on top of each other. My bad. Go ahead, Bill. All good. Yeah, um, you know, the, you guys talked about the distortion earlier. Uh, some of the competitors, uh, the, the angle of view is quite wide, uh, probably closer to what looks like about 170 degrees, and, and we're somewhat closer to what looks like 140 degrees. Um, now, if you were filming your face close up at arm's length, you probably need it pretty darn wide to get your whole big noggin in there. With ours, um, we, we have a little less distortion. I actually say quite a bit less distortion. It just it seems to be a more favorable image. Um, then you don't have to get quite as close to things to you know to, to, to capture what you want. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I mean, uh, I was kind of bummed that. You know, I didn't do what I needed to do prior to going out on the water, but most guys who fish with me know that I, I tend to not really pre-plan for trips. <laughs> most of my stuff either stays in my truck for weeks on end or whatever, and I kind of show up and go with whatever it is that I got. But uh, I'm definitely going to uh, <clears throat> going to change that this weekend. I'm planning on doing another fishing trip, so uh, I'll definitely have the thing ready to go, and I'll, as soon as I get a really good uh, really good footage of anything. Birds flying by, whatever. I'll uh, throw it right up there on Facebook for everyone to see and kind of get an idea. But um, like I said, I mean, for 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 a, a less than a two hundred dollar price point to be able to get into something that, especially for the kayaker, and, and of course we're going to keep going back to kayaking because that's what the show's about. But for the uh, for the kayaker that's new to the industry and he wants to go out, and he wants to get himself a new camera to go out and film his new little adventures. Well, most of the time, when folks come into our shop, the kayaks by boat, and they buy themselves a new kayak, at that point, they're kind of sticker-shocked as it goes. So they, they're really, really cautious on wanting to spend any more money on anything else that's going to, you know, be just a toy to them. So I can see this being a winner, especially at that price point for sure. Um, the next the next level up when the new one comes out um, if this one gets the reviews, I think that it will, it's just from what I've seen so far. Uh, I think you guys have a home run, man. There's a lot of yep. folks that are tired of some of the other competitors um, having some issues and stuff. In fact, one of our really good friends, Chris Flores, who's a, uh, a camera operator, TV producer, he, he's had multiple issues with other brands during, during both filming shows and just his own personal stuff. So, I mean... He was really interested to hear about what this camera is like. In fact, mm-hmm. he begged for me to try and get him one, and I told him that no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Not with it. Yeah, but no, it's cool. Um, so, what else is going on? I mean, as far as uh, as far as these cameras and stuff, I mean, you guys have you guys released them out to the market yet, or? Oh yeah, this camera's been on the market now. You know, it came out as as we called it the SP1, and uh, we made some. Uh, uh, significant improvements, changes in the last year, um, and that's how we kind of now renamed it the uh, HD2 to uh, differentiate it. 
Um, we've added, you know, several things in there, like that picture and video I discussed earlier. Um, and uh, you, you, you'll see in the next model some of the additional features uh, that, that people, some people want. Some people, you know, really like that remote control. I guess you'd be able to take a picture of yourself and have your camera mounted at the other end of the kayak. There can be some uses, things like that. But if you just want to get in, get in the water and uh, and do it inexpensively, this, this is, you know, the perfect entry-level model. It does most mostly everything, everything, everything everybody wants. And we also have the whole series of mounts, you know. Uh, just so you, uh, everyone's clear, it's a we use a standard quarter-inch 20 tripod mount on, on our camera itself. So, um, you know, any any traditional mounting systems that are out there besides the competition, <laughs> which uses a proprietary mount, um, you know, it, it is easy to find ways to uh, mount to our camera. Now, as far as getting it from the camera to the kayak, that's, you know, that's a whole different thing. That's probably where you've found your challenges. But um, we have everything from adhesive mounts, we have a cool uh, item called an Intova pod, which is a flexible arm that allows you to, you know, quickly and easily spin the camera around to shoot you or shoot the subject matter, um, fish or, or whatever. Um, we have helmet mounts, uh, handlebar mounts that can be mounted on the rails. Um, you know, if you go to our website, you'll see, uh, I think we're up to something like 30 different mounting options in total. And you've got UV filters and stuff for some of these cameras as well, correct? Correct. Um, for you know, if you do take it underwater, we have magenta filters for the green water. We got uh, red filters for uh, blue water. Um, then we have a UV filter and a neutral density filter. If you're shooting in a really bright, contrasting environment, you may need to knock the light down. So we have filters for that as well, and a close-up lens uh, too. Sorry, Phil. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Is there anything for a uh, like a um, uh, polarized type lens cover or anything like that coming up? No, um, n nothing in the works on that. Yeah, okay. Who uh, tell who around cool. here has those? Yeah. Who around here has those cameras now? Not that I know yeah, of. I don't yeah, think that we have a retailer yeah. local. Um, we're we're yeah. out, we're honestly really interested in doing it over at Kai Savo. So, um, you know, I've been in fact, uh, Tom and I spoke for a while about it, and I think it is going to be something we're going to be bringing into either my side of the store or his. So, um, cool. Like I say, if anybody, anybody out there wants to check it out, man, feel free to come by uh, the shop whenever I'm there. I'll have them with me. Um, I usually keep them on the counter so people can take a look at them. The last couple of days I've had them, so, you know, uh, feel free. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, that's interesting and is the size of the lens itself like it's it, the it seems to be quite a bit bigger the 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 what am I saying here the lens cover seems to be quite a bit bigger right. than that of some of the competition what's what's the uh, theory or what's the idea behind that well uh, again knowing that we originally uh, came out to, to, to kind of compete against uh, the competitors and we wanted to do it in an industry that we knew very well. We came up with a flat lens, so uh, you may be familiar with the other cameras having a kind of a con convex um, lens. Um, yeah. Now, you can't use that sort of lens underwater because you get distortion, so the first thing you have to do is either change the lens or change the housing so that it, it uh, corrects for that. So we yeah. came out with a, a camera that can be used underwater, just dive ready, you know, immediately. But we didn't want to just limit ourselves to the diving industry, so this flat lens can be used on land all day long. It works just perfectly on land. So, 
Um, yeah, it does have a slightly different configuration than what a lot of people have seen in the past, but uh, it works. And yeah. uh, you know, well, touching on uh, what you guys talked about earlier, uh, on our website, everything we have is is consumer um, shot. We, we've never, ever paid to have anything post-edited. We we call it the people's video, and, uh, and you know, anybody can doctor something post-production, but, you know, what you see is what you get when you have our camera and when you look at our, our website. There's some fun stuff on there. Yeah, absolutely. There's some really cool uh, underwater stuff I've seen, and, and even you know, above the water stuff, there biking and that kind of stuff. Um, very cool, very cool. Alan, do you have any questions? I was just gonna. Um, I didn't really have time to look a whole lot of stuff up on it with everything uh, I've had going on lately. But what's the uh, what's the max depth on those? Just out of curiosity, how deep can you take them? That's a good question. We um, we we actually rated it 200 feet right on the package. And most people okay. aren't going below, you know, below 200. But uh, we have commercial divers tell us all the time, people that go that are able to go below, you know, deeper than 200. We've had people yeah, tell wow. us deep as 300, and it still works. It still functions. The housing's yeah, not caving crazy. in. The buttons aren't being depressed. So, right, you, right, very nice. That's great. 300 uh, foot of oh, water. You have a for the extreme. The camera that you have is coming out. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 kind of time frame are you looking at? When when do you think that will be out? Uh, we're going to be at the uh, the big uh, our you know scuba industry's biggest dive show is called DEMA Dive Equipment Manufacturers Association. That's in Orlando in uh, early November, and uh, that's where we're going to do our our launch right there. That's what we're projecting oh, at this okay. point. Okay, so it's coming up huh. soon then. That's good. Yeah, we're not we're not far off. I wonder if we can get into that show. Um, we're going to have to try and get into that show. I, yeah, I can. I might qualify for that. Yeah, the uh, website for the organization is dema.org. Org. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, listen, man. If anybody else has any questions about the cameras, I know this is kind of a jumbled, all over the place uh, interview because, quite frankly, my computer is taking a crap. So. <laughs> I have, I had some notes, man, that I was ready to come at you with, and now I can't even look up my notes. I should have just wrote them down on a piece of paper. But um, oh, boondoggle—that's what I meant to bring up. Boondoggle. So we have a uh, we have this event. I don't know if I ever talked to you about it, Bill. Have I? You, you briefly touched on it. Yes, you did. Yes. Okay. So the boondoggle. So, folks, we're coming up on it pretty quick. Uh, we're less than three, three weeks out. We're less than three weeks out, and. Uh, I will have both cameras with me, and I, I expect somebody to to want to play with it. So feel free if you uh, see me wandering around the, the campsites there or I'm out on the water and you want to check it out, feel free to come to me and ask me about it, whatever, and I'll be more than happy to, to show it off and let you guys play with it a little bit. And if you want, bring your own uh, little HD cards so that uh, you can uh, get your own film off this camera. Yeah, you want to have a, a micro micro SD memory card is what you're what you're looking for on that. Yep. There you go. Very cool. Well, listen, man. Um, I'll tell you what. As things progress here, I may just give you a call one night if that's all right. One Monday night, and just have you come back on again. If uh, absolutely, as, as I get ready to let go of that review that I'm going to do for you guys, and uh, you know, we'll talk about my findings and everything else. And I'm sure I'm going to have some questions for you by then. Um, so yeah, sounds good. I appreciate you coming okay. on, man. I appreciate your your letting me come on tonight, guys. And uh, so our website is uh, it's intova.net. 
uh, intova.net. And if you do have any questions for me personally, feel free to send them over to me at phil at intova.net. That's one L and Phil. Excellent. Thanks, Phil. Right. Appreciate it. All right, it, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. Have a good Phil, evening. Thank you very have much. a good night. Appreciate thank it. You. Okay. Bye now. So. Wow. Okay. I'm telling you, dude, like, I was really impressed with the camera. I mean, for 150 bucks, like, what do you want? Yeah. And, yeah. and typically at $150, you're not getting a whole lot. In this in this package, it's, it's pretty freaking incredible what this little camera looks like, A, what it can do for 150 bucks. I mean, you know, I think Wade. I think Wade was in the chat room. He said it best. If you want the, if you want a Ferrari, a lot of people want Ferraris, but not everybody wants to pay for them. You know, and if you want something that's functional, it's going to do the job. It's going to get you there and get you home and whatever else. You know, then uh, you spend a little bit less money. And in this, in this case, I don't think you're really sacrificing anything to spend a little bit less money. Uh-huh. Pretty slick. True that. Pretty slick. But uh, let's see. Surprise is right, but remote is the way to go. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, remote would be nice, and uh, they're going to do that. And I think that the price point on that camera with remote will be uh, MSRP will be right around 249 I believe, is about where they said they want to set it. So you're still saving money. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Everyone's got their own personal preferences, just like I like my Hobie kayaks and, you know, Alan likes his Jacksons and and Peppy likes his Natives. So, you know, but there are options out there, and that's the, that's what's important, that's right? Hey, Alan, why don't you good. Yes, it is. Why don't you hit a commercial break real quick, man? Just find something and uh, hit a commercial break, and then when we get back, we'll talk fishing. We'll talk a little bit about uh, – I don't know, what we did this weekend and, and, you know, big fish. Well, when we talk big fish, that's interesting. It's getting to be that time right. of year. So you got lined up there? All right, man. How about right, a little cool. boondoggle? He's got a little boondoggle going. All right, cool. Well, listen, guys, uh, we appreciate you tuning in to the Redfish Chuck Show here on Kayak Fishing Radio. Boondoggle? What the heck is a boondoggle? Is it a tournament? No, it's not a freaking tournament. A boondoggle is just an event where a bunch of kayak anglers come together for a weekend of fun and kayak fishing. We all get together and fish, check out industry-related products, have a big dinner, and swap a fishing story or two. What's that? Sounds like a useless waste of time? Yeah, it is. So what? So get your butt up off the couch and get to a boondoggle. Bring yourself. Bring your family. Heck, Bring your hairy-ass brother-in-law. I don't care. Just get to a boondoggle. Check out yakangler.com slash boondoggle for more information. Very cool, boondoggle. So it's up Brio Key up in the panhandle, about 15 minutes away from Alabama. If you guys want to uh, come on out, hang out with us, have a good time, it's going to be a great time as always. Uh, if you've never been to a boondoggle, I can pretty much tell you what you're going to have to uh, expect to see and deal with when you go to a boondoggle. Uh, If you come up there with your local group, chances are you'll probably spend most of your time with your local group. You can wander around, say hello to everybody. Everyone is is super, super cool. I mean, I I don't think I've ever had an an issue at any boondoggle with anybody. Um, 
you, every now and again you get a couple of naysayers and people who are a little upset with whatever the heck's going on, but you're going to have that in any big group outing. Uh, this year we're going to have the Vendor Village, which is new. So we've got a bunch of guys showing up there for the Vendor Village. I know that uh, we've got Hobie, Native, uh, New Canoe. I think, uh, I think Moken's going to be there. Who else is supposed to be there? A bunch of people are supposed to be there. I think Chad Hoover's going to show up from Book One. Uh, I think Luther's supposed to be there, possibly. So, yeah, no, it's going to be Ed from Hellbrand Leatherworks. He's got a booth. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. What's up? Oh, yeah, Yaktir's, Yaktir will be there, too. Uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty good. Uh, is, uh, is Alan, is Jackson going to be there? Is Drew Gregory going to have something? No. Uh, no, you know they, what? They are not. They got their – Somebody yeah, screwed up. The, uh, <laughs> somebody somebody screwed up in scheduling. Yeah, they got oh, their factory man. open house the same weekend as the Boondoggle. And uh, Jameson, I'll say it, Jameson was not very happy. <laughs> he wanted to be at the Boondoggle with something fierce, but that, that guy now, unfortunately, isn't just a team member anymore, so he he's got to have to be there, but. Which you know it is what it is, and, and kudos to them. And I hope that they have a great turnout from their their uh, their dealers at the factory deal, because um, yeah, they got some exciting things coming out on Allen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I may have to uh, may just have to be the representative there. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe. Well, hey, I, that's right. You can do that. I can do it. Yeah. All right, well, we got Alex on the line, don't we? Yeah, yeah, he's he's on hold. He's got a report. Yeah, get to Alex. Get to Alex. Let's hear what Captain Alex has to say from Local Lines Charters about the mullet run that's going off right now. What's going on, Alex? Hey, 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 guys. How's it going? What's up, man? How's everybody Captain doing out there man? this evening? Good. What's the What's the word? I like your I like your uh, your shark video you posted earlier. <laughs> that was, that was one cool. of many one of many sharks that were swimming around with their bellies on the sand and uh crush crushing mullet at my toes. Wow. So uh yeah, just an FYI for all the people out there close to the coast or looking at heading over to the east coast. Um it should be pretty much all up and down Florida, anywhere especially north of us and uh, all the way to us. The mullet run has uh, has definitely kicked off, and it's kicked off in a big way. So uh, you know, grab your kayaks and get out there and hit that uh, hit that beach for a little little mullet run action. Mm. Just starting to starting to lay down at all in here. I know it's uh, oh. today today turned really nasty. It's still raining at my house. Yeah, it started raining this afternoon. This morning it was nice. The uh, the seas still had a little bump to them, but they were. Uh, certainly manageable especially at high tide when it condenses that breakdown um it was certainly uh certainly launchable and landable uh so you you know kayaks were definitely doable today um i think we're supposed to get a little more swell towards the end of the week but a lot of times what happens is that uh that swell will actually especially a swell from the north will push the mullet down and uh as the mullet come down and uh, the swell dies off, those days after the swell kind of tapers off can be uh, really good days to go out and hit it. So, 
it was uh it was certainly there were certainly bait moving through today there was a lot of smaller baits um i call them the inside baits the ones that stay real up close to the shore uh your finger mullet size baits and then every now and then you'd have a a pod of you know a good uh good acre pod of uh big foot long mullet come through with everything from sharks to tarpon and everything else jumping through the middle of them so uh, nice. they uh but yeah, they 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 definitely got it going on out there, and it's time it's the time to grab them and uh and right. and head out there and try it out. The uh they should be going to for a you know a good good couple two three weeks maybe even a little longer depending on what the weather does. It's hard to always tell what's going to happen with the mullet run year to year, but we usually get a good shot at them here. Yeah. And uh, uh, you've been uh, it's like you've been. Uh, Killing it on the inshore scene too. I've seen some pretty good pictures. You've been posting up with some uh, some client sketches lately too that have been. Uh, looks like yeah, been you know those big. Good. Yeah, those those big reds are still doing their thing. They're still uh, they're still grouping up and doing their spawning thing. Uh, they'll have a little bit more of that before they break up for the winter, and uh, go back to their you know kind of lonely uh, lonely existence cruising around the flats by themselves. But uh, yeah, there's. We uh yesterday actually we got into uh we had a couple of twenty five pound fish and and uh, another nice one that was just plus thirty inches, you know, a nice little fish. And then uh uh saw probably another handful of uh real nice fish also. And uh those fish were all cruising on the outside bars and, and kind of a di- little bit deeper water, right on the edge of that shallow water. And uh, you know, somewhere where they feel comfortable. You know, you're talking about fish from 20 to 40 pounds. They they don't really feel all that comfortable when they're sitting in six inches of water. So uh, they like they like to have a little water over their head to get get nice and relaxed. So, but uh, I saw I saw Mr. Chuck there got himself Mr. Chuck there yeah, got is. himself a nice one this yeah. weekend too. It's been the big fish days here lately, Chuck and Randy. Yeah, and it, was a, it was a nice fish, man. I was very blessed. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I saw Randy too. Randy got into a good one. It's the time of year, though. You know, this is uh, every year. Every year we get this in uh, in the Space Coast, and you know, we as 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 you guys know, and and I'm sure some of the local listeners know that uh, you know we have those unique redfish that do their whole thing on the inside. They uh, breed and spawn and do their whole the whole nine yards and don't ever leave our our lovely little lagoons here. So uh, we get those shots at big fish, you know, pretty regular. And this is the time to get them too. So. Let me ask, let me ask you a question, Alex. You've caught yes. probably you've probably caught more big giant breeder fish than probably anybody I know. Uh, have you ever caught a big breeder fish in the river with a remora on it? You know, I saw that on your video today, and the second fish we caught yesterday had a remora on it. That's crazy, and dude. And I'm not beat. I'm not BSing you one bit, and I, I I heard that on your video when I watched your video. I was like, he said that thing had a remora on it. Yeah, you know, every now and then you'll find one on them, but it is a it is a pretty rare thing, and it's even even more strange that you know you got one in in a completely different body of water than I was in. You know, I was in the the Banana River up in the No Motor Zone, and uh, you know, you were I believe out uh you know out a ways up north of me, and uh. And and you know to have to have that happen both. I, did you fish on Saturday or Sunday? Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. So you know a day apart, and uh, you never know. They might have been the same fish. 
but <laughs> but um yeah it's it's a it's pretty wild but any large fish you know can have those 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 different things you know remoras and things like that going on with it and and uh it's definitely not something you see all the time though for sure but uh yeah it was definitely you know, interesting we, i mean i know I know the north end of the river and the south end of Mosquito Lagoon, the water tends not to be quite as uh, salty in other areas. And right. I've just never seen I've never seen one before uh, on a redfish in the river. I mean, I've caught them, you know, those redfish that cruise around on the 30, 40-foot uh, rubble and stuff like that we have out front at Port Canaveral, those big ones. Um, I've caught them before jigging for cobias, and they've had remoras on them, but I've never caught one in the river with one. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty amazed too. Actually, I think the remora didn't stick to him. He kept flying around to the bottom side of him, so I couldn't see him at first. And I'm like, wow, that's a. Remora. At first, I thought there was something funky on him, and then I rolled him over finally, and or rolled her over, whichever it was, and uh, and saw that there was a you know a little you know a little you know eight inch six inch remora stuck to the bottom of the thing. But um, yeah, you know I know cool. you you were you were able to score your big fish on uh on a Slayer in plastic and I believe Randy got his big fish on plastic today. Um, we used uh we used mullet to get ours. It was uh pretty windy there on Sunday, and uh we threw some plastics, got some trout and stuff like that, and uh, got that thirty incher on a plastic um, Slayer ink, of course. And then uh, ended up uh, having some, of course, you know, anytime you're sitting there still in the wind and, and throwing a lure or a, a piece of, uh, or a plastic, if you don't have a chunk of mullet out the back, you're not really fishing as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, you know, it's cover all bases in my, cover all bases in my book, you know. So uh, uh, we were able to end up scoring our two big fish on the cut mullet, uh, you know, in the larger size chunks of bait, of course, you know, like I always like doing. People always look at me funny when I put a, you know, a half pound piece of bait on a hook and uh, send it out there in the river. But uh, you know, they don't look at funny and look at you funny anymore when they're hauling in a thirty five pound redfish. Amen to uh, that, brother. So real quick, man, what's your what's your typical setup? Real fast, we'll jump to that. We'll see. You know, what, what are you running as far as a size hook, your leader? Uh, you running braid monofilament on the reel, uh, just to kind of get everybody kind of in the loop of what's going down. When I'm when I'm doing them big redfish and I'm throwing them chunks, man, I use a five or six aught circle hook, forty pound leader. Um, I like to step up my tackle because you don't want to take a uh, take a knife to a gunfight, of course. Um, you know, I step up to a medium to medium heavy tackle. Uh, one of our you know one of our fish yesterday just so happened to to eat a bait that was sitting on eight pound mono though. So we, we were able to actually had a 13 year old, uh, young man was able to best a really nice solid redfish, 40 plus inch redfish on a uh, eight pound mono with a 40 pound leader and a six aught circle hook. Um, I tend to use a little bit longer, a little bit longer leader when I'm doing those big reds, when I know I'm soaking bait for those, uh, just in case you get the tail wrap, they like to roll around, rub their face in the mud when they get hooked. And a lot of times they'll wrap up in that line, especially if you're using a mono, anything, you know, 10, 8, 6, anything in that neighborhood. You want to have that extra protection, a couple extra feet of, of leader in case they do wrap that line up so you're not straight mono onto the tail of the fish. Um, and, uh, you know, there's uh, for the other type of fishing we're doing right now, that, that fishing off the beach um, for the mullet run, I'm using virtually the same setup, 40-pound leader, uh, large circle hook. If I get mullet, I use a live mullet. If I don't get mullet, I use a uh, uh, like a bomber long A, 
uh, Wind Cheater, Unfair makes a couple of nice little lures. Um, I'm really liking some of those right now. They're working good. Can't go wrong with a couple of Yozuris. Um, when I'm throwing from the beach, if I happen to not take a kayak with me like I did today and it was a big mistake, um, I'm, uh, I'm throwing a floating plug. But if I'm throwing from the kayak towards the beach into that surf zone, I'm throwing a sinking lip plug. And what it does is it, it holds that depth as it comes off of the drops, as it's coming off the beach, off the shoreline. There's troughs and drops, and it'll hold that depth a little better than the floating ones do and get you down under those waves and get you in front of those big fish, the reds and the snook and stuff like that. So Alex, pretty so much the same size re- What size reel are you using when you're off the beach? Um, I'm using anything from a, a 4,000 to a 6,000 series reel. Um, and, and, you know, braid obviously helps greatly with not only uh, detecting the hits, but with fighting fish, you know, when you're using a large fish, you just have that comfort when you got your braid. Of course, you got to watch the drag settings and stuff like that. You don't want to go yanking the hooks out of the fish's face because you don't have the stretch that you're afforded with mono. But um, a nice reel that has good capacity, you never know when you're going to hook that, you know, 100-pound tarpon when you're off the beach. And unless you got 300 yards of line on there, you're, uh, you ain't getting far with them, I can guarantee you that. Because he's going to dump yep. the first 250 in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, you gotta you gotta have that line capacity. A lot of times when I'm off the beach, especially if I'm targeting bigger fish, the kingfish, the cobia, the the tarpons, and things of that nature, I'll actually step up to a conventional reel. Um, I have a couple nice little ones from Shimano. Um, I use them a lot for my clients because they have actually have the uh, like the bass fishing reel with a little line guide, so you don't have to tell them to not uh not bunch the line on one side when you're dealing with the conventional reel. It does it for them. But um, but you know, a, a light conventional reel with a with a good medium light conventional rod setup, something that's uh you can actually cast. You know, a lot of those rods that I take, even though they're a conventional rod, you can still throw a 40, 50 foot cast with it. The way if you do see a tarpon roll or a, a a cobia swim up next to you, you can bring that bait in real quick, even if you're trolling with it, and sling it out to them something that's light enough that you have a little tip action to it. You don't want to go take your broomstick rod that you use for your, uh, you know, dragging a big old grouper off the bottom. The live baits just don't seem to react as well and don't act as well when they're on that, uh, that heavy rod. They like a little tip. They can kind of pull it around a little bit. So um, what I'll do though, definitely is I usually typically take two rods, you know, I take a, a heavy spinner and a heavy conventional and I'll try to set up with a, a trolling, uh, a trolling size bait and a couple other, you know, smaller baits. If I can't get something to troll, I'll tie a plug on that thing and drag it behind my boat until I'm done fishing. Always got to have a bait in the water when you're in the ocean. So. Sweet. Wow. Yeah, and uh, somebody just asked in the chat room what type of hook. I know that uh, I, know, I know you're with me on that one. You like to use a 5 or 6 circle hook, but we both like to buy cheap circle hooks when we're bait fishing, right? Absolutely. I always seem to tend to go after the, uh, um, geez, the laser sharp Eagle Claw ones. You know, I hate to say that I get them from there, but Walmart has the cheapest deal on a giant box of them, and that's what I have to go through every week. So uh, that's yeah. where I end up going. But um, you, you know, have, I use. You won't have to do that soon, buddy. You won't have to do that soon. <laughs> there we go. That's a good deal. Um, you know, I use a hook too. I don't like you know you, you know these beautiful stainless hooks and you know, real high quality, high grade metals and this, that, and the other. 
that's great. But when you're soaking a bait or even trolling a bait and you get that big tarp and, you know, I mean, a lot of times these fish swallow the hook or get it way deep to where you cannot get it out. I don't know how many large fish I've had my entire fist down their mouth jacking around there trying to get a hook out. And, you know, a lot of times it comes to a point to where you need to just cut the line and let him get about his business, let him get reacclim- you know, reacclimated to his uh, his little world down there in the ocean and uh, or in the river. And by using a lower quality hook, uh, they tend to, to they, you know, my, my, my poor boat shows the signs of it. They rust quick. They fall apart quick when they're in a, in, in a solid salt environment. And, uh, you know, a couple, three weeks, and that thing's not even but a, a, a you know, a, a long lost dream to that redfish or, or snook or tarpon or whatever. Um, you know, and I have lost a couple fish. I actually lost a really nice tarpon in the 150 pound class, 140 pound class. Um, that I had a hook that had been corroded a little bit. And at the end of the fight, I had a hold of the leader. I was leadering him about to grab his chin. And, uh, he took one last, one of those good head shaking surge jumps and basically broke the hook, sheared it dead in half, didn't straighten it. It sheared it dead in half, you know, and you, that happens every time, every now and then. But honestly, at that point in time, I don't think I could have lifted my arms enough to pick that thing's head out of the water. So. You know, we were, I think we were both all the better for that situation. So. Yeah, there but. we go. And to, an, and to answer uh, Murdoch's question there, he says, but will they be cheap hooks? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm still going to be a yeah. shop. Yeah, we're going to carry good hooks and we're going to carry cheap hooks. I have to have a little bit of both. And, you know, I, listen, when I when I used to do nothing but boat fish and go offshore and grouper fish and snapper fish and all that kind of stuff, I would routinely buy a hundred pack, a hundred pack of thirty four oh seven DTs from uh, from Mustads because they just rust like six hours. <laughs> Those are the kind of hooks that if, if you go trolling with them and you leave them on the rod when you get home to spray your stuff off, they're already rusting. Um, and my wife loves to go shark fishing. That's like her thing. And so we go, we just cut cut leaders and retie leaders and just cut hooks and let them just rust out of their face and call it good. But, yeah, man, we'll have a good selection of all uh, all the stuff over there. But, Alex, man, anybody wants to get a hold of you and do one of these charters, how do they get a hold of you, man? Man, just give me a call at 321-480-3255 um, or look me up on that good old interweb of ours that, that makes us all so intelligent these days, and uh, that would be at <laughs> locallinescharters.com. Local lines. If you Sweet. search local lines charters, you're gonna find me. That's for sure. Now, it would appear that your uh, Peppy, Alan, you, and myself may or may not be going down to the Keys soon. Yes, yes, it would appear so, and uh, may or may not be extremely excited about that one. No, it will be. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Peppy off the JMO. We might be okay. But there's a big celebration you know, weekend going on that weekend. You know that, right? Oh, oh, oh no. Um, you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of cool stuff down there that you can do from a kayak, and you know, to 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 get down there with a, good, a bunch of good buddies and, and, and potentially put some fish in the boat, maybe a lobster or two, 
you know, you never know where a where a lot where a Keys vacation is going to take you. You know, who knows? We might end up down in Key West doing something crazy. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, it, it will be a good trip if it if it goes off, and I'm sure hoping it goes off. Sweet cool. man, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Excellent. cool man. Appreciate the uh, the awesome report, man, and, and all the information you just bestowed upon all the listeners. For those of you that uh, that are, are listening to the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, your wife is owning you right now on Facebook. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, oh, for yeah. those of you that uh, <laughs> that that don't know, um, uh, Alex, he he's probably one of if not, not not probably Alex is one of the one of the uh, most talented inshore and offshore fishermen I've ever had the pleasure of fishing with. And if you ever have an opportunity to come down here to the great area of the Space Coast here in Central Florida and go guiding with and and hire a guide to take you fishing, whether it's kayak or inshore, just off the beaches, whatever. Um even on his even on one of his uh his huge skiffs, um, look him up, man, because it will definitely be a trip that'll be well worth your, your time. So thanks Alex. Appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you guys. I'm gonna stay on the line. See you, Alex. Yeah, no problem, bro. Stay on the line. Uh so Alright guys. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm I'm jacked up, all excited about going down the keys. You guys, I haven't even filled you guys in on all the information. I was but, gonna say, I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard of that one yet, Alan? Yeah, no, well, no, I have not. I'll, no, I'll let you. No. I'll let you know what's going down after the show. All right, yeah. but uh, but I heard uh, I got a message from Chris today. A private message from Chris. It was uh, this morning, early this morning, something about going down to the keys, but. I didn't really get a chance to read it, but um, he want, I know he was telling me he was coming back into town and he wanted to do something within the next three or four weeks or something like that, he was saying, but that's yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. I got. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll try and do conference call or something after the show, but anyhow. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, uh, obviously it's big fish time of the year. This is one of the most exciting times of the year, in my opinion, for fishing in our local area here on the Space Coast. Um but not to be outdone, the fishing all around the state has been really, really good. We've been getting plenty of reports from the guys over in the West Coast, West Central area, catching some snook, catching reds, catching trout, getting on a few flounder here and there. Um, down south, of course, our buddy Brian down there is, uh, has been wearing them out, catching a lot of blackfin tunas, a couple of wahoo here and there uh, off his kayak off of uh, Pompano Beach. I know up north, the flood tides have been coming and going. Um, up in Jacksonville, so the fishing up there has been really, really good. And then, uh, of course, up in the Panhandle, as we spoke with Brad from Sunjammers last week, uh, Panhandle's been going off. The Boondoggle, Red Snapper will be open during the Boondoggle. Triggerfish will be open during the Boondoggle. I hope Grouper will be open during the Boondoggle, ah, during the Boondoggle, because I plan on killing some Grouper. Um, but uh, yeah. Big fish time of year, man. Mullet are starting to show up. Uh, the fish I caught was on a, as you heard probably on the on the video, was on the Slayer SST um, rigged on a 4.0 Slayer hook, 16th ounce, uh, and check it off the chain and color. I said that right. I think so. Anyway, and then uh, I I caught that fish on a. Three, on a 3,000 Stratic CI4 on a Black Dog custom rod. Uh, the reel was full with 10-pound braid, 
and the leader was I was running fifteen pound leader at the time. So uh there you have it. Just find the fish. We saw some tailors. Uh Pepe saw a couple tailors. Um you know it's <laughs> it's uh it's uh you heard that a lot of fun. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun this time of year, man. You just never know when you're gonna come across a pig and and uh, I want to thank uh, Wade for shooting that little video, and I apologize for my excitement. Um, but uh, that was definitely the biggest redfish I've ever caught on a plastic, so I was super stoked. Um, guys, we're getting to that 9 o'clock hour. We're there now. You, you plan on doing any fishing yeah. this week, Alan? Yeah. Uh, heck, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get out. Um, spent uh, most of my day yesterday ripping uh, waterlogged cabinets, apart uh we got a water leak in our wall in the kitchen so on top of everything else uh i got that going on so uh give the insurance company a call and uh get them out here let them look at it and uh hopefully get it fixed so definitely going to try to get on the water but uh i didn't know if you saw the uh the phone lines there you got another caller that that, uh wants to come on real quick chris brands oh yeah 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 get chris Chris on there. You know what? I, I totally forgot yeah. about him, and I feel like such a punk. Uh, for those That's of you okay. that don't know Chris, he's... yeah. For those of you that don't know Chris Brands, Chris Brands is uh, is part of the Fisherman's Digest. Uh, it's an online resource, thefishermansdigest.com. So if you were to go to the Fisherman's Digest, what will you see? Well, what you'll see is you'll see a whole bunch of uh, videos, how-to videos, instructional videos on how to rig, how to tie, how to do all kinds of things uh, that are all fishing-related. We'll let Chris tell you a little bit more about it. And plus, too, we've got a little something-something going on with Chris. He he went ahead and donated a $25 gift card to Harry Goods Outdoor Shop for uh, for somebody to win. So welcome to the show, Mr. Chris. Hey, Chuck, thanks for having me, and Alan and Pepe. And uh, I just want to congratulate you on that great fish. Thanks, man. So, yeah, what we've got for the chat room, chat room guys, is uh, if you go to the website real quick, www.thefishermansdigest, that's M-A-N-S, digest.com, if, there's a local guide, a local cat. Hang, hang on a second. Chris, 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 hang on a second. Alan. Yeah. Alan, mute, mute Peppy for just a second. That's not me. And then and then mute yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. Hang on. Can't have background noise when Chris is trying to give away something. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, bud. Yeah. So if, you, if the guys guys and gals will go to the the, um, the website real quick, uh, thefishermansdigest.com, and there's a local charter captain uh, that did an instructional uh, video. Uh, throwing a cast net. So I just need to know the name of the captain and the length of the video. And uh, Chuck will mail that certificate out to you. And I'll just let you know if somebody's out of state calling in and they win it, um, there's probably going to be some uh, – there will be a way in the near future for you to redeem that from Harry Goods. And I don't want to give it all away, but um, there will be some more exciting things coming from Harry Goods here shortly. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, tell us more about the Fisherman's Digest, man. I mean, yeah. if it, it, how, how did it all get started, and, and and what's it all about? And can anybody submit uh, stuff to you? Absolutely, and that's, I appreciate you having me on. Well, first of all, 
my business partner and I, Andrew Rodriguez, who started the Fisherman's Digest, um, was trying to f- take his kids out red fishing, basically, and didn't have a whole lot of information, so he went on YouTube, of course. And, of course, the majority of what you find on YouTube is just people catching fish and pictures of fish. There's really not a whole lot of information on it's really not organized. So he said, you know, I think we can we can do this, and, you know, we can, you know, actually sell advertising on this. So I said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you. And, you know, I you know, was connected in the fishing and hunting industry a little bit, and I said, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. So we did do that, and um, we're proud of what's on there. A lot of the, most of the stuff we have on there is from, from local guides, pro staffers in the area. So if you go onto the website and register your name and login, we're, we don't have anything with kayak. So the thing with us is it has to be 100% instructional. There's only one fish being caught on one video on that website, and that was by mistake, and that was a steelhead. Um, but, it was, you know, the guy was doing some instruction, and the fish just happened to bite. It was pure luck. So, anyway, um, there's some great stuff on there, and I'm really proud that a lot of the local charter captains have, have really helped us out. But we really don't have anything with kayaks. We do have several ice fishing videos on there. Uh, we'd really love to have some kayak contact. So, you know, we just ask uh, no, pro- no profane language, of course. Uh, keep it kid-friendly. And uh, think outside the box. It's got to be 100% instructional. So it could be from setting up the kayak to, uh, you know, here's some bells and whistles. You can, you can um, you know, prop anybody up, your, your, uh, your brand of kayak, your brand of lure use. We don't care. And then, of course, um, and this, this business actually led us into what we're doing now, and, which is NetWeaver Software, uh, which is the LLC. It's the parent company to Fisherman's Digest. And what we do is we're web web online reservation systems for small businesses, but we started in the charter fishing guide industry. So we kind of perfected a reservation online booking system that allows, you know, guides to be a little bit more efficient. And uh, and how that came about, I went out for a couple months and I interviewed um, clients, charter captains, and said, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly? We formulated it all together and we've got an unbelievable system now for guides. So we're real proud of it. Fantastic. I think we may have an answer. I don't know if it's the right answer or not. But uh Wade Hallwell says engineer, is that or who got it first? Yeah, the engineer, yeah. Mark Mark Wright at four minutes and fifty three seconds. That is correct. Boom. Awesome. Wade. Wade. I know I know I know exactly what Wade's gonna end up getting with that too. He'll probably get a whole bunch of DOA airheads. Chuck, what we'd like to do is we'd like to do this, uh, if you don't mind, once a once a quarter for your chat room listeners. So, absolutely, very cool. No, that's awesome, man. I appreciate that. And, and you know what's really cool about this, and, and and as you said, you don't have much content. You hardly have any content on there from from kayaks. Uh, right. If a guy's out there and he wants to kind of get himself out there, kind of promote himself a little bit, this is a fantastic opportunity for somebody to do so, because you can be you know, one of the only people that are putting it on the site, and the site gets a lot of traffic. Yeah, it does really get a lot of traffic. We're real proud of it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's 100% instructional, free for the public. You know, we originally opened it up just to anybody, and some of the videos we were getting back, obviously we could not post, obviously. And, we, you know, we, have a, we kind of screen the videos. So, you know, like I said, we just asked that it just be 100% instructional and it be kid-friendly. Sweet. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Very cool. Um, for having me on, Chuck. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And, uh, 
listen, do me a favor and just give us a shout every now and again, man. If you're looking for certain content or whatever and you want somebody to put something together, man, we'll put out the call to action, see if we can if we can make it happen. I appreciate it. The, the videos, you know, come on. If we actually have HD cameras, I know most of you guys do too, we'd be more than happy to come out and, you know, if you don't have a partner to help shoot a video, we'll come out and shoot it for you. Just let us know. Oh, awesome. There you go. That's even better. So if you guys are local and uh, you, you've got an idea for a how-to video and you don't have the camera equipment to shoot it, um, get with Chris and uh, they'll, they'll make it happen. Awesome. So, again, that's the Fisherman's Digest, www.thefishermansdigest.com. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, later, man, sir. Later, man. Very cool. Very cool. That was cool. Hey, every quarter someone's going to win a gift certificate, man. That's that's cool. We'll run uh, run a little something. Yeah, run a little something something for Chris. Uh, sorry to have you guys muted, man, but I, I wasn't sure who had the background noise. But uh, yeah, in the middle of trying to give away, you try to give the instructions I'm in a, and. Uh, I'm in a closet, so it wasn't me. I'm I'm, I'm used to it already, so whatever. <laughs> Put Peppy in, Peppy's in timeout. <laughs> Yeah, he's like that's profiling. <laughs> Why are you profiling me? Because I got three kids. In the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm anyway, me and the girl, me and the girl who says muted, I'm already friends with her. She already, we already know each other by first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Where's Randy? Is Randy English in the chat room? Yes, he is. Randy, man, congratulations on that fish, man. That thing was awesome. An absolute pig. And, and, and his inauguration into the Turtle Club as well. Hey, look at T-shirts look on here. the way. The, the guy, the, the T-shirt's on the way. The guy uh, posted a picture of himself falling out of his kayak. Like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> Nobody would have ever known the difference. But because Randy's such nope. a class act, he's like, he's like, look, I fall in the water. So what? <laughs> yeah. I was you know, watching the sequence. <laughs> I saw toes sticking up in the air, and I was wondering. That's what, what I saw the feet. That? <laughs> I saw a pair of feet sticking out, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> great action sequence. No, dude. I'll tell you what. When when he said it was refreshing, well, I bet you it was. Uh, <laughs> you can ask Wade. At one point, when I was fighting my fish, I honestly thought about jumping in the water. I had grass all stuck to the line, man. I had a big bow in the line. I was worried I was going to lose the fish, and. And uh, when Wade, I saw him put his paddle down, and then you hear him in the video say, oh, you got plenty of water here. You can fight him. I was like, uh, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in and get drowned out by a 50-inch redfish. But uh, very cool. Well, listen, guys, what we'll, I think what we'll do next week, we're going to try and come up with a, a good topic. We'll talk amongst ourselves after the show and kind of come up with something to talk about, whether it be – how to fish the mullet run, how to find uh, big fish in, in in dirty conditions or, you know, whatever. We'll figure something out. That'll be really cool. And then uh, I don't think I have anybody lined up for next week as a guest. Do you guys have anybody in mind that you might want to have on? Mm. I'm going to I'm gonna work on Richard again. See if I, he's got a lot going on at the shop right now with the remodeling and everything. I was in there today, and uh, the place looks like a construction zone in the back, and he's got carpet going in this week. But, uh if I can get him nailed down, I'm going to try to get uh, try to get Richard Good to call in about the shop, about the expansion and everything he's got going on. So I'll see what I can do. 
Yeah, that'll be really good. I'm, I definitely need to get somebody from Hobie to call the, sh- the the show and talk just a little bit about Hobie um, leading us to the Boondoggle. Uh, they were a, a, a huge supporter of the Boondoggle this year. We want to give them some air time and allow them to <clears throat> say their piece. And if uh, if you if you want to reach out to Woody, Pepe, and see if Woody wants to come on the show. I'm, I'm sure he would. You know, I, I, I know for a fact he, if he's not busy, he'll, he'll definitely come on. And yeah, we'll get with him. Yeah. yeah, get with him and see if uh, if he'd be interested in coming on, if he's got time. I know he's been yeah. busy lately, so, you know, we'll, we'll yeah, see what's good. up. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, what else? That's pretty much it. Um, looks like we're going to have a, a pretty, pretty wet, Day or two, um, what I saw earlier yeah, in the news. I don't think they changed it. Yeah, I don't think I, it's, it's it's supposed to rain, isn't it? I mean, I don't think it's going to change, right? No, it's supposed to do this for at least another day, from what I hear. So the canal's blowing. Dude, that's all I'm thinking about right now: ditch tarpon, <laughs> ditch fishing. But uh, cool. Well, listen, folks, we appreciate you as always tuning into the show and. Uh, sorry for the, the little technical difficulties. First part there of the show, it seems to be a more common occurrence lately. I don't know what the deal is with that, but um, definitely want to appreciate and yeah, really just want to send out our, our thanks to uh, to uh, Phil from Intova Cameras for coming on and telling us a little bit about the cameras and stuff. And guys, like I said, if you want to check them out, it's Intova.net, not .com. Uh, Boondoggle News. Yeah, we could talk about Boondoggle News. You want to talk about Boondoggle News, like what, now? Uh, oh, yeah, almost forgot. Saturday morning, uh, thank you, Tammy, there's the uh, the Hands Across the Lagoon event. Do you want to put up a link for that, Tammy, real quick in the chat room? Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, basically it's just a way for people to show their support and trying to save the lagoons and the uh, the waterways that we have we call home here. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. They've got uh, kind of at the same time all up and down the coast. You're going to have people just standing across bridges, holding hands, and uh, just again showing their support of trying to save our estuaries as they're seem to be in, in turmoil up and down the coast these days. So that would be uh, be really cool if you guys come out. For more information on that. You can contact us at Kayaks by Bo uh, or check it out on the web. I believe they have a Facebook page for that. Tammy. <laughs> I'm relying on Tammy because, my, again, my computer's kind of jacked up at the moment, so um, I'm not real sure. I had a flyer for it, and I don't know what normally to do with it. I think it's in the truck, so I fail. Uh, Boondoggle news. There's nothing really new and exciting going on with the Boondoggle uh, as, as as far as developments are concerned. Um, we are still sold out, as far as I know. Uh, there is a waiting list if you want to try and camp at the campground. You can uh, get with Mark and Adam from yakingler.com. And uh, <laughs> holy crap, <laughs> is that really the? Uh, That's the it. That's what I copied. I hope that was right. You, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Uh, so for more information on Hands Across Lagoon, you can go to www.facebook.com backslash photo dot php 
question mark F no I'm kidding <laughs> the whole entire thing uh, we'll post it up on the um, on our personal walls and in Space Coast Kayak Anglers Space Coast Kayak Anglers as well so uh, yeah there you go oh yeah and Tammy said thanks for having Andrew on our show did you see what Tammy got the paddle yeah yes I did Pink, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Very pink. Yeah, I like, pink. I, I like it. Very she, pink. she, that, that's the kind of people betting branches is. You ask for something, and you may or may not ever see it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> because, just, just because, hey, I mean, you know, it's big business. But uh, for everything that Tammy has done in this industry, I think that it, it didn't go unrecognized. So she, uh, she asked Andrew if it was possible for him to make a pink paddle back when he was on the show and he said, yeah, we, we might work something like that. And, uh, sure enough, she got her pink paddle. So awesome. It's cool looking too. Yep. Yeah, it is pretty cool looking. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I'd probably use it. I would. If I need a paddle. I'd paddle that. But I don't need a paddle. I've got paddles. That's right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Alan sponsors. Oh, tournament. Talk about your tournament and your sponsors. Tournament. Tournament, tournament, yes. Uh, still going strong. I think we're at ooh, 60 people acknowledged on Facebook. We're gonna we're gonna break 100 on this one, I'm sure. So it's gonna be big. Um, everything's still going along. Registration's open. Forty dollars covers your tournament entry fee, launch fee, uh, Sunny's catered lunch. Uh, Forty bucks gets you uh, gets you everything you need. Um, camping is separate. If you do want to camp, make sure when you call Christina at a cars park office, which by the way, they have, uh, completed their new office, their new, uh, their new store, which I got to, uh, to see a couple weekends ago. Uh, very nice, brand new. Uh, of course they're selling the, uh, the slayering lures in there now as well. Um, but the tournaments, uh, it's getting close. We got everything lined up. Everything's plugging away, getting people signed up. It should be a, uh, should be a good time. And as far as sponsors, uh, Kayaks by Bo, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, Slayer Inc. Lure Company, Temple Fork Outfitters, Jackson Kayaks, Bending Branches, and Yet Gear. That's Sweet. it. Uh, somebody said they they didn't hear um, they didn't hear what tournament you're talking about. It's Cars Park Kayak Fishing. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's the 2013. Cars Park Redfish Classic, and we are going to have categories for uh, big fish, small fish, most spots, youth, and fly. Very cool. Categories, yep. Very cool. Peppy. Yes, sir. What you got going on, man? Anything you need to plug for... uh your sponsors and name off your sponsors. You got anything cool going on lately? I mean, I know you you didn't go uh, early seal season hunting. How, how did that affect you? No, I didn't go because you know what? Early seal season is only five days, and and right now I got reports from people that are out there. You could ask Lenny. Lenny was out there, and it's slow. I'm not about to, you know, wake up at three thirty in the morning to go out there duck hunting in ninety degree weather. Uh, swatting mosquitoes to probably not even fire the gun. So, <laughs> so I decided to go fishing instead. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait till November to do that. But um, 
I'm going to go fishing. I think on I think I'm going to fish uh, Saturday. I got to go to my son's first t-ball game. Uh, Saturday, I got that, and then uh, yeah, Sunday, I'm going to hit. I got to hit somewhere in the Indian River. I got that one last leg of that tournament that I got um, of that circuit is the following weekend. So I need to go find uh, find a few redfish that that will be there the following week. So I'll be doing that on Sunday. Um, and, uh, what, after that, then we got the boondoggle, I think, right? Yeah, we got yeah, man. the boondoggle. Yep. So, so that's what I got going on. I got to find some fish on Sunday. So if you guys want to join me, you can join me. Good possibility. Yeah, What's that? <laughs> That's a good possibility, and Alan said we may have to do that. Yeah, yep, definitely. But, um, yeah, and then uh, plug my sponsors. Let me plug my sponsors here. Kayak Fisher Radio, Kayaks by Bo, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, Native Watercraft, Aquabound Paddle, Slayer Ink Lures, Hook One Kayak Fishing Gear, Yak Attack, Ram Mounts, Orca Coolers, Tackle Webs, Black Dog Custom Rods, Fishing Florida Radio, and Tailing Toads. Sweet. Thank you all very much. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Uh, thank you, Murdoch. He just threw up there that uh, the Everyday Push premiere is November 2nd for our buddy Mike Kaneen. November 2nd, that will be in Vieira. I think catering is going to be taken care of by the Pizza Gallery, and uh, it'll be a good time. Just check that out. It's on Facebook. You can look up Rob DeVore or Mike Kaneen's page and find out more information about that. Also, too, that morning we're going to be doing a cleanup as well. What in the world? I don't know. Debbie's <laughs> <laughs> rolling cigars over there or something. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so anyway, for me, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if there's any fishing going on. Uh, I, I don't know. i got to work this week. Uh, i got to work uh, tomorrow, and then on Friday I'll be at Kayak Servo, and then uh, hopefully getting some things done as far as uh, – getting kayaks of KBB Outfitters ready. But, uh, of course, thanks to my sponsors, Hobie Kayaks, Orca Coolers, Tackle Webs, Railblazer and Yak Gear, Ego Nets, ENO, Bending Branches, Slayer, Inc., Lures Company, and KBB, KBB Outfitters. Uh, don't forget, shop locally, spend your money local, then you get your, uh, you get your customer service that you're looking for you can't find online. And then uh, that's it, man. Take kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. It's it's a lot of fun to watch the excitement in the kids' eyes, even if all you do is take them fin fishing or catching broom or whatever. And uh, with that, we're out. Alan, find our cue music, man, and uh, and let's let's get out of here. I'm looking. So, yeah, it's down towards the bottom. But uh, one more thought. Um, tune in next week. We'll talk a little bit more, as I said earlier, about fishing the mullet run, uh, using which plugs to use, what style of plugs to use, what style of plastics to use, how to fish those plastics, how to find those fish, how to make your bait stand out, again, from the rest of the uh, the bait fish that are in and around the area, because that sometimes can be a problem. Did you find it, brother? Yep, got it. All right, let's get out of here. Everybody have a good night. Time, yeah. God bless, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. See ya. Good night, all.
So when the timer went off, you took it off and reset it for another hour. Okay.